0: The Epoch of the Antichrist and the Epoch of Mary. This conference was given by Mr. Pavel Lyszycki on the 12th of October, 2019 at the Fatima Center's Historic Conference in Warsaw, Poland. Honoring the 102nd anniversary of the Miracle of the Sun at Fatima. His original talk was given in Polish. The audio presented here is the live translation into English on-site by TransPerfects, Małgorzata Marcinkowska and Joanna Reindorf-Zaorska.
1: Christy Jesus, uh,
2: welcome uh Good afternoon. I see that the room is full. I'm glad to see it. It's a difficult situation for me. Uh, but my book, uh, The Epoch of the Antichrist, was published last year in September. Those of you who haven't heard of the book, uh, just to explain, it is describing what is going to happen in 2020, 2,221. This is a vision of the church that gets radical, liberal, and after seven consecutive popes, all of them have the name Francesco. There is a pope coming that
1: who gets the name of Judas, uh, quite shocking, right? So
2: this is the book that according to the, the book will appear in 2,219, but when uh, I look uh, at Amazon the Amazon Synod, uh, uh, I have the feeling that everything uh, that uh, I described uh, uh, which is going to happen uh, in 2,200 2000 are happening already now, so something that seems home. to be quite utopian drogue, drogue, it's already happening in front of our eyes. Uh, in my novel, I described the fact that in 60 years in church, we will have women, priest women. But I'm seeing that already during this uh, uh, synod, Amazon synod, it is happening. So the vision that I actually um, coming up with as a dystopian vision, vision that we describe.
1: Uh, hoping that things
2: will not happen it is already happening so now let me move on to the topic of my lecture, the epoch of Antichrist or the uh, epoch of uh, epoch of, uh, uh, epoch of uh, uh, Mary or the epoch of uh, apparitions or revelations, uh, uh, revelations the epoch of uh, Catholicism or maybe destruction, um, annihilation or uh, questioning, challenging the Church. Let me start with something that you already know, which is the uh, starting point for our uh, discussions. I have uh, one hour for my lecture, so... I will try to control time.
1: So let me start with the vision
2: of hell that was rendered, uh, announced uh, to the uh, shepherds in Fatima. There was a light that was coming from the uh, earth and we've seen so in hell uh, like devils, uh, brown and red uh, with the human shapes uh, burned among the flames that were coming out from them uh, together with uh, smoke coming up, up. Look, well they looked as uh, huge fires in everything among
1: um, despair
2: and shouts that was all outrageous, the demons were had awful shapes of animals,
1: uh, transparent as black stones. I'm
2: quoting this Fatima secret to start describing the faith of the Catholics in the beginning of the uh, 20th century, 1917. This was the faith that made this apparition possible. So people believed that um, in terms of faith, the key thing is actually to be able to avoid hell, to have to to be saved and to enjoy the eternal life. This should have been the most important key aspect from the perspective of the believers. So uh, it was people had this authentic belief that the human existence was endangered and uh, human beings in this situation when they die in the state of uh, sin um, these people are really threatened to Be be sent to hell. So, of course, this was the starting point, and the whole vision of the history and faith is related to this um, uh, vision. So, basically, when the Holy Mother appears in Fatima, what She's talking about she's mm-hmm. talking about the punishment and how you can avoid this punishment. <Oklahoma> yeah. She explains that people will be punished they,
1: to
2: to as a result of these sins. People offend the God, therefore the uh, relation between the uh, offense and the punishment is a very strict. There is a very strict and close link. So the only Way to
1: um, be able to um, help
2: themselves actually is to remorse, to um, satisfy for the sins and to expiate the sins. So, this is the only way to avoid the hell. This is what the Holy Mother told the shepherds. So, we have eternal life, we have the belief and the faith that um fighting for salvation is the key uh, issue in human's life. We also see that without the uh, act of expiation, uh, you know, without satisfaction for the sins, the fate of uh, uh, human beings is already decided, so we know that people with these sins can offend God. So if you offend God, you have to satisfy for your sin, satisfy to God. And this is the only way to save your life and to rescue yourself. Uh, What I presented is actually the common property feature of the Catholic religion, Uh, at least you know the religion that uh, we know from the beginning of the 20th century. So if the apparition has a certain target, then this uh, is what the Holy Mother says. She urges to
1: pray to, to expiate
2: the sins. sins. She is um, telling uh, the shepherds to pray the rosary. But all this is rooted in anchored in the,
1: the faith that
2: is unchallenged, something that was for the believers something obvious that was the Catholic faith.
1: A conviction that the faith, the faith that was
2: given to people, faith in apparition and obedience to the word of God is of key importance. It's a gift that should be protected at any price, should be taken as the most important key aspect, something that you cannot infringe, something that you have to obey simply. I believe it was just a common conviction among
1: uh,
2: the believers that uh, lived in the 1917. This faith, this way of perception made the apparition
1: uh, mm,
2: provable. It was taken as a true word of the God. So all these elements in this spiritual, theological sense, this message reached out to people. It mm. impacted their con- convictions and beliefs. Another element of the faith was conviction that the God was not an abstract being.
1: It's that the God is not indifferent, like the uh, God of. Uh, in other
2: uh, religions like, you know, simply philosophical idea. The God is a vivid being. It's the God is important for human being Uh, the God is creator creator that actually rules our history that's why the alternative that the Holy Mother gives human uh, beings through the agency of the shepherds
1: either the
2: tenants or
1: or so
2: you can rescue yourself only if you Accept the apparition, the message. And this is what faith is about. So this is what I wanted to call the Epoch of Mary. These are all the convictions that uh, created.
1: The foundation. Depending whether
2: we are talking about the past or the <laughs> present, so that was something that we can call the identity of the Roman Catholics, identity of uh, our faith.
1: We believe that
2: there is a God, and uh, the fate of the world depends on the God's will. Uh, humans have uh, the God actually have uh, impacts spiritual impact on uh, yeah, our uh, faith. Uh, people can, of course, um, satisfy their, for their sins, expiate, they can actually um, express penance, and uh, therefore they can fight for for their eternal salvation. So when we talk about the epoch of the Antichrist,
1: uh, what could uh, have been like. So uh, when I started to talk, I uh, I told
2: you already that
1: um, when I, well, the, something that
2: was supposed to be my vision description are already happening now. If we bring all these fundamental uh, truths important for our Catholic religion uh, with what is happening today, we see there is a huge quite a radical gap that is actually getting widened. Uh, I started with the vision of hell and believing that it's something realistic, real, something that
1: uh, human beings can experience if they
2: uh, sin, if they don't actually satisfy for the sins. So the first uh, element proving the difference of this epoch and in this sense we can and call it the talk of the Antichrist is actually disappearance of this uh, conviction that uh, the, we
1: mm,
2: believe in in hell. So in the current contemporary Catholicism, if we understand it um, as something that is described in uh, various messages uh, of the priests and uh, some uh, publications. This simply does not exist. It is it has been marginalized. Why? Because the vision that was presented in Fatima has been surpassed com- by completely different vis- vision objectively optimistic that has never uh, happened in the Catholic Church it's a vision about uh, a vision of uh, salvation
1: and the vision according to which men have been redeemed as from the
3: moment of birth. And this vision can be interpreted, described in different ways, but in fact, it leads us to thinking that the message of Fatima would it become Redundant, because if by nature you have been redeemed already, then all the stories about hell are just a kind of unnecessary torture, or perhaps some subtle uh, masochistic drive. Why, if you believe in your dignity, your inner value, if you know that heaven is your natural right, why should you hear all the story about this alleged possibility uh, of suffering in hell and now how it is expressed the belief in the commonness of redemption well there are different formulas used in the current church the one that's best known the most popular and I would say yes most common it appears so many times in car- la- runners writings very well known late German Jesuit and this formula talks about the so-called anonymous Christianity. And briefly speaking, it's about the claim that the men, irrespective of whether they know about it or not, they are Christians and they've been redeemed of it. And if it is so, you know, the knowledge, the awareness, the enlightenment are redundant. If it is so, then also our choices are redundant. We cannot choose against God because we've been constructed in such a way that internally deeply we are radically redeemed. We can't make a choice because it has been all done
1: and obviously there's a
3: whole range of our doubts associated with this thesis. Well, I want to say that the belief in the anonymous Christianity that all people are Christians, irrespective of whether they know about it or don't know about it whether they are aware or not, well it dominated the thinking of the church to a great extent. But this formula obviously in the consequence leaves the belief that hell as such either does not exist at all, or it is just empty, meaning nobody can make their way there, which is natural. If it turns out that the most important things in the spiritual life
1: of us have been done before, anonymous
3: means we are not aware, we don't know, uh, then it would be immoral to send anyone to the hell. Uh, It would mean that you've been sent to hell uh, due to some uh, subjective, weird decision uh, of the creator, not because or as a consequence of sin, but it has been programmed for you. And well, obviously it's unacceptable, so in consequence. Uh, we have the belief that hell shall be empty. However, well, Rana is not the only person, but he himself has great, I would say, achievements in inverted commons uh, But you can find same thinking in other um, teachers of faith today. Hans Humbertasal, the person who just before death became a cardinal, in his last two books, booklets, right? you should say. These are not big volumes. And not thick, but very meaningful. The first one was called, What Should I Hope For? And the second one was a short discourse about hell. He put forward a very strong thesis, according to him, von Balthazar, hell must be empty because hell uh, with at least a single human being would mean that God is a moral monster because he allows out for it and then he explains step by step what it means. He uses the word hope. Hope is no longer a real hope, something unpredictable, uh, associated with trust. Then hope turns into absolutely sure arrogant belief that we deserve this. Because if God allows anyone to go to hell, it means that God is no longer God obviously if you use this formula, God that allows anybody to go to hell is no longer God. Well, in consequence of such thinking, you would simply assume that hell is empty or potentially you can have another thought that God just does not exist.
1: This might be a
3: conclusion. But the same formula, talking about the commonness of salvation, you can also find in very many addresses and documents. I can uh, talk about the uh, statement of Francisco uh, Pope in Gallican Gaudium when he says that no man can be fully accused because that's the logic of the gospel. In the gospel, Jesus many times talks about the threat of the eternal punishment, he talks about the possible consequences and then it turns out that all these words are against the logic of gospel because they mean something else and they don't have the meaning that they should have and it turns out that what they have in common, what is the common plot of all the uh, current thinking is the automatic salvation. The belief that hell, if existed, would be unmoral. The belief that punishment, the chastisement that falls on a man is against God's will. So it's about the rejection of all the primeval elements of the message of the Holy Mother to uh, the Fatima children. If you don't have the belief that uh, humankind is at risk, you wouldn't have it in this formula And all. And it's not only a belief about uh, popular salvation, but there's also certain belief about the autom- automatic salvation, irrespective of what condition we are in irrespective of who we are uh, we just deserve it and what it is leads us to, it leads us not only into a changed approach, the so-called ultimate things, but also a radical change of understanding whom God is this is a very important thing uh, in the traditional Catholic doctrine God at the same time is a God of mercy and a God of justice, and to use a poetic language you should say that these are like two faces of God, or two ways Of God manifesting Himself, so God at the same time uh, is merciful uh, and uh, a judge, and at the same time justice disappears as the attribute of God, and basically it's not there at all because. God is only described as somebody who's merciful. And mercy understood not like in the past as a special act of God's grace, but it's rather understood as a kind of obligation of God vis-a-vis the man. So briefly speaking, uh, the man deserves uh, mercy. And if God does not offer mercy, God is no longer God. I think it's a radical, absolute reconstruction of what you might call the classical vision. Classical vision, I don't know what is the right term, maybe classical notion or classical description of the nature of God in the Catholic thinking. Thus,
1: mercy becomes an act of
3: utmost arrogance. What in the past was always condemned by moral theologians? So, An excess of faith in human mercy. Now it's not an excess of faith in human, in God's mercy, but it's rather an expression
1: of our extreme trust. We trust.
3: We have the right to be treated in such a way as if justice, punishment, penance, and um, redressing were well, absolutely redundant and obviously if you take out all these elements from the notion of God, I mean all these elements associated with judgment, punishment, consequences, it has to lead us to radical reconstruction of the sense of the um, crucifixion of Christ
1: because the repl- the during, during the Holy, Holy Mass is justified uh,
3: by Calvary. So Christ offers in him, Himself.
1: Uh, to satisfy
3: God so he sacrifices himself to morally
1: to accept the moral law which is embedded
3: in the idea in the nature of God itself this is the only thing that explains the meaning of the sacrifice in all the circumstances it becomes unnecessary unclear in today's language of the church instead of talking of uh, um, redressing uh, satisfaction we talked about solidarity with the sinner and christ sacrificed himself which means that in a radical way he wanted to demonstrate his solidarity with the humankind and why should he manifest his solidarity in this way we don't have any good answer to it because what disappears is a justification for the sacrifice in the traditional thinking however if now we go further and if we assume that what I presented here in a very brief form because we have very little time indeed so very briefly showing the new mind of the church and how it translates into its functioning we are getting to the moment when we can clarify that we live at the times which I call the epoch of antichrist so the time when all the things Christian given to us are being radically muted or changed, transformed in a a negative uh, metamorphosis. So the dead-den religious notions that stem from our religious tradition, philosophic tradition, and prayer's tradition are transformed and assume absolutely new meaning. And obviously it also translates into how we understand all other things how we understand, for example how uh, what sacraments are about.
1: The sacraments are no longer visible
3: signs of giving grace and they turn into symbols of grace that we have been given already. Grace is not a free gift but it's something that's embedded in ourselves as a part of our identity that we cannot be deprived of and now if we continue and come from, let's say, the religious, theological issues to the social effects or religious effects that we see in our life, then the very first consequence of the new outlook is inability uh, to criticize faults, which well, is logical. If we believe that the man internally has
1: been fully and radically saved if
3: his or her beliefs are not relevant anymore then what's the sense in imposing any religious beliefs on anyone then the religious beliefs are just like external opinions that you may have or have not the most important thing happening in our subconscious should I say or perhaps unconscious or maybe at some place which we cannot influence ourselves and condemning anyone for faulty opinions borders on um, cruelty you can have any opinion uh, you can have think you can have that and your thoughts have absolutely no significance which is to say if we accept that this vision this moment has really taken place in church thinking i mean the belief of common salvation of popular redemption um, or popular access to eternal life so from this point of view the further understanding of the tutor's position and the distinction between the good and evil uh, must be significantly modified. Now it's impossible to condemn any faulty views. I mean, you can do it, but what for? I mean, there are no real
1: reasons to do it if our
3: faith, our beliefs uh, do not translate to inner salvation because, you know, fighting against heresy, fighting against faults, saying the truth saying things that are reasonable things that reflect our obedience it's only reasonable when we assume that these deeds have an impact on our salvation and if it is not so then any condemnation makes absolutely no sense so then I think and you can easily see it you may call it paralyzed office of the tutor an absolute inability to judge or even more than judgment and condemning uh, for
1: theological uh, uh,
3: or uh, religious uh, faults uh, that are spreading uh, however this is uh, not everything if we agree that such a radical process concerns the belief, the faith itself and its understanding, so in consequence, you should also be ready to accept other radicalisms. Just for example, an absolute reconstruction of the understanding of the office of the Pope. What does it mean? The office of the Pope, which as we read in the first uh, Vatican Conference definition, so uh,
1: uh, this office was just to um,
3: secure the
1: um,
3: gospel. Now it is an office that's supposed to create new thoughts, new behaviors, new values, and what, is, what has been very deeply rooted in the beliefs faith manifested in Fatima. So I believe in strong connection between um, the Pope, uh, the keeper of tradition now the Pope is turned into somebody who would create new beliefs, new behaviours and new views. Pope is no longer somebody who is going to defend us against the new but he himself may introduce and invent new things and
1: share them. Paradoxically the pontiff's office, understood
2: this way, uh, makes the pontiff to become a religious guru instead of the guardian of a religious deposit who should uh, protect everything and everyone. And its radical form, this transformation should bring to a moment when the pontiff is no longer actually served as the uh, protection of the faith. Uh, it rather actually is used
1: um, as a,
2: a way to create a chaos uh, when people can actually uh, decide on themselves whether to go for something or not. The recent actually message of the uh, current pontiff for Eugenio Scalfari, the journalist and um, uh, editor-in-chief uh, of uh, La Repubblica, where the Scalfari, Scalfari quoted that the uh, uh, Pope said that. Uh, Jesus was only a human he was a man and not the god of course this opinion obviously if we take it uh, this way it was uh, quite radical, it radically goes away from the Catholic religion
1: as this is already the
2: ninth or tenth time that we get such a message in the public space always in a similar way for instance Scalfari is rendering a message or quoting something then uh, this quotation is actually rejected, and it's rejected in such a way that it functions in a public space as a message that is a semi-truth, uh, because it was well rejected. It was denied, but at the same time, it was not fully rejected because only Vatican actually came up with the menti. So, on the other hand, the reasons actually tell us: Is it possible that ten times in a row somebody is misused in a false way, this uh, and does not react for that? No. So If only we had anything to do with media, if your actually um, message was rendered uh, uh, in a false way, you would never meet again such media people, and you would actually ask for satisfaction. It wouldn't actually uh, be the case that uh, you would actually um, rather go to the court trying to get this satisfaction there, so I, you can check, you can double-check, check, but nothing like that happened to Skalfari and I'm sure it will not happen now. Why? Because, as I said, as I believe, there was a a change of uh, understanding of the uh, Pontiff's office and the Pope was supposed to protect, to secure and to defend, actually, us against the chaos. He became now the one who believes that his mission is to create the chaos because the chaos should be used to give birth to something complex completely new, something unexpected, something that has never happened before. So again, this is uh, something that – this is –
1: Something that relates to
2: the epoch of the Antichrist, uh, but it has a much broader meaning, uh, and it uh, cannot be simply described in such a way that uh, we just uh, change the meaning and significance of the Pontiff's office or um, controversial messages. The further consequence of uh, the conviction on the uh, universalism of uh, salvation must be the radical approach to different religions. This is also quite obvious. Everyone knows that we have different religions, Buddhism, Hinduism, Muslims, Jews, etc. We have so many religions uh, in the world. And the traditional religion, um, the the teaching of the Church saying that uh, this is the moral obligation actually to convert to the true faith. This belief, this conviction must be now replaced by another conviction. The uh, religion uh, identity is no longer that important. Why? Because the most important things they happened in subconsciousness. Uh, so our salvation happened no matter what we believe in and what is our attitude to the religion. So, briefly speaking, a human being is actually um, saved uh, reading in individual religions. So this brings to some awkward situation situations that never happened uh, before some things that were not uh, comprehensible. For instance, the meeting in Asyj in 1996, uh, organized by uh, John Paul II with representatives of various religions or some other meetings uh, (coughs) for the uh, representatives of other religions. And uh, now we can see online the uh, meetings in Vatican Gardens organized by uh, uh, the Pope uh, actually there were
1: uh, many people uh, uh, for instance planting the trees
2: in the Vatican gardens these were representatives of uh, various religions but the question is actually I have nothing against people planting the trees, the oaks oak is a beautiful tree but does it make sense to plant the trees in Vatican gardens does not make sense uh, if we believe that the uh, question of religion is not that significant, if we believe that uh, if we are
1: convinced that uh,
2: uh, uh, we should praise only God and uh, the trinity is just the apparition that was given to the human being as the ultimate perfect uh, the, 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 the true, the binding one all this is uh, losing its importance significance so we can now believe that no matter whether you are a shaman or you participate or in this or that ritual or uh, maybe you are just running around with feathers and believing that uh, the earth is uh, our mother and it's uh, inhabited by other gods or you may believe that Jesus for instance was not a god uh, he was a human being or just a prophet so in fact
1: this why we believe that uh, all this has the same in,
2: in, in uh, significance this is about the religious
1: um, relativism
2: that stems from this uh, universal conviction on the ultimate salvation of human beings. That's quite logical and natural because if things happen beyond us in a way, uh, then the fact that we uh, believe in different religions is just an objective uh, uh, spiritual uh, form of of, uh, some spiritual convictions that should be treated with respect, with due respect. But at
1: the same time, we should not uh, uh,
2: request uh, from them to become true false, because in the category true or false is disappearing from such mentality.
1: So the element of this uh,
2: change of the importance of the office of pontiff, uh, this uh, relativism that uh, actually Uh, enters uh, the essence of the Church and the religion it has to actually entail the change of some contemporary relations between the Church and the world. It means it has also mean the total understanding of of, uh, your own identity. This means that identity is not no longer something unique, uh, harmonious and uh, it it should actually be combined from various Convictions, beliefs, theses, and opinions that do not follow any unity, uniformity. So we have like uh, two examples of the contemporary world. Uh, the first example, which is the total shift in understanding of uh, the uh, capital um, so, um, the
1: capital punishment. So the capital punishment. Admissibility of the punishment capital punishment
2: is not does not equal that we. Um, um, request capital punishment. So morally, it is something proper and uh, admissible. All of a sudden, something that was so far uh, morally admissible and proper, it is it's, it's now turned into something that is no longer admissible and improper. And it is uh, introduced as uh, to the religion um, teaching as uh, uh, something that actually stems from Catholic religion. So thesis becomes anti-thesis, and it sounds like a uh, quite, quite a um, sad uh, joke a uh, tricky uh, joke, uh, so the uh, chairman uh, of the uh, consecration explained that we are talking about some kind of development. We uh, come from A to anti-A, so A is no longer a deny of A. A becomes now a development of A. So it was only so far uh, allowed by Marxism uh, theories and it was not uh, normal uh, thinking. So this is just, you know, this uh, tricky change of uh, meanings of words. Three days ago, a man who was an author of of, uh, Instrumentum Laboris, a document that
1: uh, was
2: supposed to describe uh, the uh, Amazon Synod, a bishop uh, right there, said that he he supports the priesthood of women, and he said that during the Synod uh, meeting, actually, there were some uh, voices uh, supporting this approach, even though in 1994, seems to be quite recently, John Paul II announced that this matter should not be discussed any longer because the congregation of the science of religion should no longer actually be discussed. Bishop uh, the, uh, uh, the Ratzinger said that was actually the dogmatic solution of the Catholics in, the, in their belief. So it is unchangeable, unquestionable
1: and that,
2: that was something that could not be challenged. All of a sudden, 25 years later in 2015, 2019, things that used to be stable, permanent and unchallengeable uh, uh, are now treated as something admissible, it's potential option. It may even actually
1: um, be
2: even supported by the majority of the Senat fathers. even though, Even if this is not the majority, still the opinion that it's non-Catholic one uh, which was actually uh, taken as a binding decision recently becomes the element of a normal dis- discussion so yet another element uh, stemming from this conviction of the uh, universality of salvation uh, should be a change of a shifting understanding of the identity uh, between the church and the other religions of the world it must be also uh, this also re- is refers to the um, our uh, shift in understanding of our own identity and identity of our opinions. It looks like uh, things that used to be binding no longer are binding. It seems like uh, transition is no longer a coherent science um, and uh, the latter things must logically stem from the things that happened earlier and it, they, they cannot deny them. But this uh, element of incoherency, inconsistency is a permanent element of functioning of the Church. These, of course, must
1: have certain further consequences. I believe as of 2015 when
2: when, uh, the Pope uh, announced Amortis Laetitia, uh, uh, the uh, understanding of various rights and ethical rules would change. Uh, It's no longer about uh, religious aspects related with the words "our conviction" and um, "our salvation" or lack of lack of salvation, but uh, we also changed these uh, Catholic rules, things that were actually a backbone of the religion so far, something that was not challenged in the past. Although, uh, uh, the solution adopted in 2015 uh, on the sexual uh, homosexual relationships. Um, uh, actually have the elements of good and love and uh, mm, only this solution was not adopted to the final document but all of a sudden things that uh, have been treated by the church uh, the homosexual relations uh, as the scene something absolutely unacceptable unstructured wrong simply wrong maybe in the uh, close uh, Future we Be, will
1: become part of a doctrine. I'm not exaggerating. I'm not uh, just coming up
2: with a vision that will happen in 70 years. Uh, 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 Cardinal, Archbishop, Cardinal. Uh, Uh, Schengen is actually a supporter of these solutions, or Cardinal Marx, who is the chairman of the German Episcopate, that directly actually uh, mentioned that the homosexual uh, couples should receive blessing. So if you take take all things together, uh, all these things they don't happen in vacuum it all stems from this new uh, approach new relation between God and human beings this new understanding of uh, the human position in our universe so this new understanding and new approach step by step according to
1: um, uh, they have
2: to bring new consequences there is a difference in the approach, in understanding of who God is, who the man is. Uh, all of a sudden, conviction that uh, a human being will go to heaven because it's natural right and you cannot condemn the human being because it's against his dignity, all of a sudden it becomes an absolute, absolute dignity. So all this has to bring some consequences in other areas and domains that we have
1: been discussing so far. So,
3: we have to change our understanding of other relations. We have to differently understand our religious tradition, moral tradition, and certain disbalancing understanding of our own identity also has to occur. So, again, the real crowning of the new approach would be
1: a range of other papal deeds, uh, like the document
3: from Abu Zawid, in which the Pope Francesco together with representatives of non-Christian religions with Muslims signed under the claim that uh, diversity in religion like diversity of languages genders and races is something intended by the clever will of God. A statement which if you take it for positive, if you try to analyze it, a if you try to draw any conclusions from it would lead us to thinking A, the missions of the church are not only wrong but immoral because such missions are against the clever will of God the clever will of God the God who wanted different religions and on the other hand our God would be internally incoherent so God believes in sense of different religions and God God sends his son to Christians and nobody is sent by God to Muslims. So one religion uh, can say in Christ his son, the other religion is forbidden
1: to do it. So
3: I'm just showing you how all these weird and alarming things are entering the awareness of Christians. Thus a question arises, what future will bring us and how the epoch of Antichrist would look like and again I would like to make a quote I know that you shouldn't do it really when you quote your own books so perhaps it's not the best thing to do really, but I have an impression that this image, its only an image that I wanted to show you, it's an image which in my vision represents the power of the future and each of you can ask a question, is it really such a remote future, taking account of what we see around, so it's going to happen in the uh, 2021 when the future I hope invented invented Pope invented Pope presents his last document, a new ethical charter for the humankind and he says as follows, the new Testament demand for Christians yes, today we need a more universal ethics, broader horizons, at the threshold of the galactic era we have to develop a new and better scripture. It shouldn't be so that your sleeping partner is more important than your ability to tra- uh, share your organs with others. Also, you have to draw ethical consequences from the fact that human beings, dolphins, chimpanzee, and other mammals are equal. We must not think we are better than other mammals. It's just not to think that 200 years ago, people used to think that the human fetus something that borders on nothing and has no knowledge is more valuable than a life of an adult healthy mammal of a different species, a pig or a dog or a horse, all Christians are ashamed at this brotherhood should assume a new meaning Uh, these are faults of the past I'm sorry about them I'm sorry about narrow thinking and fanatism of uh, Francisco pre generations. The new religion shall develop together with other representatives of religious or spiritual freedoms of humankind. Well, I read it as a document. I hope it will never, this vision will never come true. It will never exist. However, I have an impression that me and you can see certain alarming closeness of certain statements and activities and things that we can await and things that have been uh, described here. If these are not symptoms uh, of the wicked man and who's going to come at the end of times, well, then I don't know what it is. It would mean
1: well, honestly,
3: when you look at the whole of different activities, documents, words, gestures, and behaviors, you cannot interpret them otherwise.
1: These are
3: symbols and symptoms of the coming Antichrist. I'm afraid it's very probable thesis. And I'm afraid that everything that Holy Mother uh, talked about is either not understood by the today's generation or it's understood only by a fraction of the people of today. All the warnings unfortunately uh, have not been accepted. Thank you very much
0: for your attention. We hope you have enjoyed this presentation brought to you by the Fatima Center. Copyright 2019, All Rights Reserved. We invite you to visit our website www.fatima.org. St. Stanislaus, St. Maximilian Kolbe, Our Lady of Fatima, Ora nobis.